everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff and I'm your host. I am the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that brings people facing divorce, trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a website, a podcast, a mobile app, and I offer the free consult. Before we get started, I want to take a minute and recommend someone To those of you who are having a problem co-parenting with your soon-to-be or your ex, Rita Morris is a certified life coach and parenting coach. She's a veteran therapist and she's a mom of two. And Rita's entire practice is dedicated to helping people co-parent better and to helping people co-parent with a very difficult ex. Rita is just wonderful. And if you want to learn more about her practice, you can go to apparentspath.com or you can find her in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. So everybody knows whether you're going through a divorce or you went through one, divorce is just devastating. It's traumatizing and it takes a long time to recover. That doesn't mean you can't have a happy life in even the first year or two, but divorce is a process and recovery, I think, sometimes takes years. And some people recover quicker than others. And that's what I want to talk about today, why some people recover from divorce and others stay stuck. To talk about this with me is one of my faves, Karen Covey. Karen is a divorce lawyer and a divorce mediator turned divorce coach. And hi, Karen. Hi, Jackie. It's so wonderful to be back on your show. Well, you're always such a wonderful guest. You give great advice. You bring so much experience and I just love you as a person. So I'm really going to enjoy talking about this with you and giving the listeners some much needed advice. I want to tell my listeners that Karen has been a divorce coach since 2016, but she was a divorce attorney and a mediator for decades before that. Gosh, Karen, I'm making it sound like you're 90. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> but Karen um, wrote this article for Divorce Girl Smiling called Why Some People Recover from Divorce and Why Others Stay Stuck. Before we get into it, Karen, I want to ask you, what does staying stuck mean? Like, tell my listeners what that even means, staying stuck. Staying stuck can mean a lot of different things depending on exactly what you're talking about. A lot of people stay stuck in the divorce decision, like, should I stay, should I go? But that's not what we're talking about here today. When we're talking about trauma and staying stuck, it's in the anger, it's in the bitterness, it's in the inability to get over your divorce. That's what we're talking about when we say you're stuck. Now, when I think of staying stuck, I think of people who cannot stop talking about their divorce, even though it's been like 10 years, every conversation with them is about divorce. It could also mean your inability to date, even though it's been five or 10 years, you just cannot get yourself to date, even though you don't want to be alone. I would say that's feeling stuck. I would say stuck, meaning you still cry all the time and it's been two, three, four, five years or more. Mm -hmm. 
Staying stuck could mean being bitter, angry. Am I leaving anything out as far as like examples of being stuck? Well, one of the best examples is um, when you're so, you mentioned being bitter and angry. And it's when, you know, you, for example, your kids are grown, they're getting married and you are dreading going to the wedding because you're going to have to see your ex and your kids are nervous and, and upset because they don't know what's going to happen at the wedding. They're worried about you and your ex getting into a fight or having, making some kind of scene or really ruining the, the spirit of their wedding. Um, because you still, you haven't gotten over the divorce. You're still angry. You're still bitter. And the thought of seeing your ex with his or her new wife or husband or whatever is just, you can't even, you can't stand to go. Maybe you won't even go to the wedding because you're that angry about it still. And it's been years. That's stuck. That's a great example. And Karen, you said it's been years. So I think you'll agree with me, Karen, but if it's been six months, we can understand that's not being stuck. Being stuck means you've been divorced for five years and you're still having the feelings that you had in month three, four, five, things like that. 100%. And, you know, it's interesting because it's kind of, it's not what you would think. People, people think that Immediately after a divorce, you just got to, you know, what's the saying? Suck it up, buttercup, you know, tough it out, show up, pretend that everything is fine, do it, you know, do it for your kids. And that is actually one of the worst things that you can do. If you want to get over the trauma of divorce, the first thing you have to do is ex live it, accept it, be willing to feel the pain so you can get through it. It's It doesn't doesn't make logical sense, but if you keep stuffing your feelings down, what happens is they don't just magically go away. They usually come out sideways. So, you know, you'll be talking to your ex about something that has nothing to do with the divorce and all of a sudden you're raging or you won't agree to something that seems perfectly logical and you can't figure out why you're so angry and upset. And it's because you've never dealt with the anger and upset from the original divorce. So step number one in getting yourself unstuck is to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling so that you can start to deal with it. That is a great tip. And I think it ties into get professional help. Go to a divorce coach, go to a therapist, go to both, go to a support group, whatever you need to do. So that is just one way. That's one thing Karen and I are going to talk about. That's the difference from people who recover from divorce and people who stay stuck. And nobody wants to be that person who after eight years is still talking about their divorce and unable to open up their heart and live their best life because they're still living in the past and they're stuck. Nobody wants that. So that's what I want to get into. Yeah, that's exactly what nobody wants to do. I mean, do you really want to live your life being that angry and upset and bitter? That's horrible. 
So I think there's a lot of people listening who are at the beginning of their divorce and they, we probably just mm -hmm. scared the crap out of us. <laughs> we don't mean no. to do that. What we want to do is guide you and help you so that you don't end up that way. So this is a great podcast for people at the beginning of their divorce to listen to so that you can get the help now so you won't get stuck. Exactly. In this article, Karen, you started talking about trauma. So divorce, specifically high conflict divorce, is known to cause post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. I never realized that. When I think of PTSD, I think of somebody who might have been in a car accident or a plane crash or who had like a terrible illness, God forbid. So tell me about PTSD and divorce. Well, PTSD, it can be, you know, most people think of it as, for example, the classic example is you went to war, right? And you saw your buddies being shot or you had to, to shoot people and there was extreme violence. That causes PTSD. But your reaction to the trauma that happens in divorce can be just as severe, especially if you're in a high conflict divorce. And I have to tell you, I have seen and been privy to some pretty ugly divorces. I mean, people do nasty, nasty, horrible things to each other. And so it's, and especially in that high conflict situation where it's not just, you know, one court hearing, it's your ex keeps doing, you know, thing after thing after thing to, to needle you, to get at you, to make you pay, to cost you money. And it's not only hurting you, it's hurting your kids. So every time your ex or soon to be ex does the next thing, you, you take it all in and you take, you experience it as trauma. And so that divorce in a, a very real way can cause post-traumatic stress syndrome. Now, it's not every divorce. I mean, some people can manage to get through it amicably. Some people aren't, you know, in a, such a high conflict situation that it rises to that level, but it can, and it can be just as bad as going to war. You're listening to the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pilisoff. I'm here with Karen Covey, divorce coach, and former divorce attorney and divorce mediator. And Karen and I are talking about why some people recover from divorce and why others stay stuck. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the five areas of post-traumatic growth that Karen wrote about. In other words, how you can avoid staying stuck and how you can grow and have a much happier and better post-divorce life than you even ever thought you could. We'll be right back. Are you considering mediating your divorce? If so, I would highly recommend Brian James and Ellen Feldman of CEL and Associates. I have known Ellen and Brian for over 10 years and think the world of them. Ellen is a former attorney turned mediator. Brian is a parenting coordinator who's been mediating for at least two or three decades. And they are just so dedicated to the profession. They're so experienced. They're wonderful for people who have children. And I just think so highly of them. If you want to learn more, you can find them at celandassociates.com or you can find them in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. 
I also want to talk about Anna Krolikowska. If you're looking for a divorce attorney in Chicago, Anna Krolikowska is a divorce attorney. She's been one for 17 years. She is also the immediate past president of the Illinois State Bar Association. So also, I have known Anna for over 10 years. Great, great person, full of energy, full of positivity. And Anna truly has the ability to feel immense compassion towards her clients, which fuels her drive to fight for them. And when I say fight, I don't mean in court and go to litigation and battle it out. I'm talking about Anna is very, very big into the collaborative process, and she is also very involved in solving cases via mediation. You can find Anna at AnnaKLaw.com or in the Trusted Partners section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff. I'm your host. Today I'm here with divorce coach Karen Covey. Karen and I are talking about why some people just stay stuck and can't recover from divorce and why others recover beautifully and go on to have a happy, healthy post-divorce life. Karen, tell me about a couple of these post-traumatic growth strategies. What do people who do not get stuck do to have a good post-divorce life? Well, first, let's differentiate because I think a, a lot of people have heard about post-traumatic stress, but they haven't heard about post-traumatic growth. And what researchers who've studied this have shown is that some people can take a traumatic situation and actually grow from it. In other words, they can see the silver lining. They can make the lemon lemonade out of the lemons. They're able to take what's, you know, like everybody would agree, it's a horrible situation, and yet they find a way to grow from it. And the way that they do that is, it, there's a couple of ways, but the way to do it is first and, and foremost, by your mindset, how do you think of things? How do you interpret or give meaning to all of the things that are happening to you? And if the way that, if your mindset is as a victim, you're going to say, woe is me, woe is me. And you're going to stay stuck in post-traumatic stress. But if you can say, okay, this really sucks. What I'm going through is horrible. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. However, I'm going to try to you know, do my best anyway and look for that silver lining and look for a way to make, you know, make this situation into something that's not so horrible. And the way to do that, you know, is number one, like I said, through mindset, number two, through having a support group. Like, for example, joining the Divorced Girl Smiling Facebook support group, you know, doing the things, Jackie, that you provide will actually help people recover from the trauma and then go on to grow and thrive. And there's five areas of life that can be so much better and so much more beneficial for somebody who allows themselves to grow, but they've got to be willing to do the work. So I'm going to get into these five areas with you, but first I want to touch on what you just said. Yes, it's nice to go to the Divorce Girl Smiling group and connect with other people and share stories and make you feel like you're not alone and validate you and feel heard. That's very therapeutic. 
But I was just going to say, if you go see somebody like Karen or another divorce coach, what they're going to help you do is figure out how to deal with this, how you are going to make sense of what happened to you, what you're going to do with it. I mean, Divorce Girl Smiling started exactly like this. I was traumatized by divorce. And since I was a writer, my way of dealing with it was to share my stories and build a brand like Divorce Girl Smiling to help others. What a divorce coach can help you do is figure out where you want to be. Where do you see yourself in a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? What do you love to do? What are you good at? What makes you happy? And how can you channel that happiness, right? I mean, isn't that what divorce coaches do? One of the things. Yeah, that's that's a big part of what a divorce coach does. But I would also say you've got to figure out what is it that is keeping you so stuck and a coach can help. But sometimes the right professional is all, also could be a therapist because the reason you're staying stuck is by, because of the meaning that you're giving to what happened to you. And that meaning probably came from something that happened in your childhood because pretty much everything does. So if you want to dive more deeply into what happened in the past and why, you know, what happened in your childhood that is keeping you interpreting everything that's going on now in a negative way, that's, you know, that's where a therapist can really help. And then the coach takes takes you, you know, where the therapist leaves off and says, "Okay, now that you have a some understanding of how you got here. Let's talk about, as you said, Jackie, where do you want to be? And what's the difference between where you are now and where you're going? And how can you shift that mindset so that you take what was a horrible life event and turn it into the biggest source of your growth that you've ever seen? How do you answer the question though, when people go, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do. That's what we explore in coaching because the answer is unique to the person, right? So we dive deeply into, well, what did you used to like to do? If you could, you know, if you, if, if you did know, what do you think it would be? What kinds of things have you enjoyed in the past? And we go down those roads. And because when you, when you say you can't, I, I don't know, I, I just don't know what I want. What you're telling your subconscious is that you don't know what you want and your subconscious will go, oh, okay, she doesn't want to know. And so it keeps confusing you, it keeps throwing up roadblocks, right? If you can start to change your language and say, well, maybe if I did know what I wanted, um, it would look like this or what if, what if I knew what I wanted? And you start through your language, through your mindset to shift the way you're looking at the situation and then little by little, you can figure out what do you really want to do? And another technique, you know, that I use with my clients is going and doing something, right? It may have been so long that since you've done something you enjoyed or had fun at, you don't even remember what it was. Okay, great. Here's five activities. Go pick one and do that and see if you like it. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, pick another one. Go do that and see if you like that. And through action, through putting yourself into motion, you start to be able to deal with your emotions and get past that trauma. 
One thing that I know for sure is you are not going to change where you're at or how you feel if you just sit on the couch feeling sorry for yourself, never going anywhere, never doing anything, never trying anything, and not changing your mindset. You're going you're gonna to stay in exactly the same situation and condition as you are in now. And that's probably not what you want to do because you don't feel so great when you're stuck in trauma. Instead of saying, why me? Ask, what's next? What can I do if this didn't work? Or maybe this did work and you go, okay, well, what's next then? And you keep building and growing. And like you said, one thing leads to the other. And after a while, you are in a completely different place, living a totally different life, but a life that's more authentic. It's more really you because you followed your, your heart, you followed your dream, even if you weren't able to clearly articulate what that dream was going to look like five years ago or 10 years ago. You keep doing the next thing and sooner or later you start to get clear and then you can go for what you really want with a whole lot more gusto and vigor than you did in the beginning where you're like, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, I just love this conversation. And by the way, I can't even count the number of women and actually men too, whose spouse left them and they were devastated and they were the victim mm -hmm. and they were happier than they've ever been because it forced the change to make them go down this route that Karen and I are talking about. They weren't happy at the beginning. They were scared. They were devastated. They felt, you know, rejected and broken up with and, and awful, but they didn't stay stuck. And they started on what Karen and I were talking about. And years later, they'll say, so-and-so leaving me was the best thing that ever happened to me. Right. But at the, at the time, it sure didn't feel that way. They were devastated. And that's okay. Because those people turned the worst thing that ever happened to them into the best thing that ever happened to them by continuing to grow, by getting support by changing their mindset, by getting themselves into action. And then they were able to create a way better life and they were much happier looking backwards. But you can't get to that place of being happy looking backwards at what happened if you stay stuck on the couch, not moving forward. And one more thing, and then I promise we're getting to the five <laughs> things. Once you find and you're doing what you love, guess what else happens? You meet someone. I mean, that's when it happens. You're not going to sit on the couch, feel sorry for yourself, be a victim and be stuck. And then all of a sudden, the love of your life is going to come into your life. That doesn't happen. What happens is you become independent and happy and you have gratitude for things and you are you realize that you're not stuck anymore. And then Mr. or Ms. Wright comes walking in. 100%. I mean, in order to attract the kind of person that you really want, that you want to build a life with, you have to be the person, the kind of person who would attract that kind of person, right? So that means you have to get out and you have to deal with your own stuff and do your own work on yourself, learning, growing in whatever way works for you, whether that's through activities, through therapy or counseling, through support groups, through, there's a million different ways to do this. But the point is you have to do something or you're not going to make the progress you want.
Okay, finally, the five areas of post-traumatic growth. Number one, by the way, Karen wrote this, a greater appreciation of life. Yeah, it's like, you know, once you've been through a, a trauma, a big, you know, a horrible event of whatever kind, it could have been like a plane crash or somebody died or a divorce or your job just got taken away from you, whatever it is, all of a sudden after the worst happens, you finally start to appreciate the best. You appreciate your life as it is more because you realize just how precious it is. And it's sad that we as humans have to go through all of this to get to that appreciation. But if you look at, again, if you flip that mindset around and say, yeah, it's sad that it had to happen that way, but at least it did. And you'll feel so much better and so much happier when you appreciate even the little tiny things in life. Number two, increase personal strength. The one thing divorce does for you is it makes you stronger. You know that you, after what you have been through, you can get through anything. And so going through the divorce gives you a huge amount of strength that you can draw on when life throws you the next curveball because it always does. I mean, nobody gets to live the perfect happy life with nothing bad ever happening. Bad stuff happens from time to time. Going through a divorce gives you the ability to deal with the next thing. What if someone says, I don't want to be strong. I just want my husband back. That's, yeah, I've heard that one a time or a hundred as well. And I can understand that, but guess what? There are some choices you don't get. You know, you want your husband back, but actually I go, I would challenge that and go a little deeper and say, is that really true? Do you want your husband back? The one who doesn't want to be married to you, that may have just cheated on you, that filed for a divorce. Is that the husband you want back? Or do you want the idea of the husband that you wish he was? That's what you really want back. But the man that you have isn't that person. So what if you opened yourself to the possibility that there is a man out there who is all of that and more for you, but you got to let go of the wrong one in order to find, find the right one. And you have to be by yourself for just a little while and get your own life together. And I always tell people, you don't really miss him. You miss the comfort and security. Maybe that's financially. Maybe you loved your home that you lived in. You loved your life. But I promise you're going to look back and say, I like myself so much more. I'm stronger. I'm just a stronger, tougher, more, I'm resilient. I like myself. I found who I am and who I authentically am. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Number three, increased intimacy and better relationships. Once you've been through something as world-shaking as divorce, all of a sudden you have a new compassion for other people who have gone through that, right? You can you can feel and empathize with them at a way deeper level, which mm -hmm. isn't to say that it's anything you ever wanted, but you again, it's about getting the good from the bad. So the fact that you can have you can get deeper in all of your relationships with people is a benefit. Enjoy that benefit, take advantage of it, let that benefit be so that you at least got something from a bad situation. 
A lot of people will say to me, I can't believe my ex is doing all these amazing things with his new wife that he would never do with me. He's a better partner. He's a better person. I'm really pissed about it. It's not fair. And you know what I say to those people? Well, guess what? You're going to be a better partner too. You're going to be so much more fulfilled in your next relationship because it's going to be a better relationship and you're going to be not just giving, but you're going to be getting back. And I'm sure that there are certain things that you are going to be better at. So maybe your ex is going to say, wow, she never did those things with me. She's a better partner also. 100%. But to be that better partner, again, you've got to change your focus from everything that you've lost and everything that your spouse is now that he wasn't when you were married. If that's what you're focused on, you're going to be miserable and envious and angry and bitter. But if you look and you say, okay, you know what? It's too bad that he couldn't do all of that with me. What can I do now without him? What am I willing to do new and different and learn and grow? And like you said, you're going to grow into this person who is totally different from the one that was married to him too. Number four, recognition of new possibilities or paths in life. We kind of talked about this a lot, but I love what you wrote, Karen. Suffering changes your priorities. A hundred percent. Once you've been through hell, all of a sudden, the fact that, you know, your kid missed the bus and you have to drive him to school, like just isn't that important anymore. You just suck it up, get in the car and drive the kid to school. Or, you know, something little happens at your job or, you know, you learn, like you said, Jack, you learn resilience and you just rearrange what matters and what's going to get you upset and what's just not even worth your time anymore. And because you're doing that, you like yourself so much more. You're like, oh, I can handle this. I'm great. Yeah. And your kids probably like you more too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Last one, greater spiritual development. You know, when something like a divorce happens, it rocks your world and it makes you think about all the big questions that we never think about, like ordinarily, like what is life about and who am I? And, you know, where is God in all this? How come, you know, so many people feel like God abandoned me. How come, or God, how come you're doing this to me? How come you're punishing me? And it's not like that. Nobody's... God isn't, I don't believe, at least the, the, the God in my world doesn't sit down and like whip people and punish them and do all these horrible things to them, you know, but what divorce does do is it kind of cracks your soul open and allows you to say, what is life about and search for those meanings that all of a sudden now can start to come in and come to you because you're not so tightly holding so tightly to the the old life, the old meanings that weren't working, but you didn't want to admit they weren't working because you were too scared to let go. Well, now you have no choice but to let go. Now you're just like, everything is hanging out and it allows you to connect with your creator on a much deeper level and really start to think about what is life about? And that leads you to a whole different place. I wrote an article called, I am angry with God about my divorce. A lot of people will say that, 
and myself included. And what I learned over the years, actually, I learned this from a really super spiritual person. They said, you know, when people are angry with God, it actually is like a compliment to God because it means that you believe. If you didn't believe in God, you would not be angry with him because you wouldn't believe. So who there's no one to be angry with. And if you have that belief and you're angry, then you should try to build on it and go to God for comfort. And maybe being angry with God, what I'm saying is it's not a bad thing. Don't feel guilty about it because God understands that. If you believe in a loving God, you know, in a loving universe, whether it's God or universe or some great spirit or whatever you call it, that's not the main thing. The main thing is you believe in something. If that something is a loving being presence energy, then you have to know that they're going to, you know, it's okay to be angry with God or the universe because they love you so much. They can allow you to have your anger, deal with it and get through it. And they love you anyway. And that's the beautiful thing. And that's where you can get to if you allow yourself to grow and don't hang on so tightly to the fact that you're, you know, to the anger, to the betrayal, to the injustice of it all. Because let's be, let's be perfectly clear. There is nothing fair about divorce, zero. Um, but if you can get past that and not cling to that feeling, that's when all of these good things, all of these five areas of post-traumatic growth can happen. Karen, you are amazing. Thank you so much for taking time to be on here and talking about this very important topic. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. I, I've really enjoyed the conversation. It, it was really good. <laughs> if my listeners want to reach out to you for a consult, how can they find you? The best place to find me is on my website. It's Karen at KarenCovey.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-C-O-V y.com there is no e in my version of covey so karencovey.com or i think you just said your email address to karen at karencovey.com yeah either way there's a contact form on my website or you can just email me directly both will work and what i want to say in closing is that karen and i just said it divorce is painful no matter how many lessons you learn from it yes it is really painful. It can be horrible. But the good news is that you now have an opportunity for a different life. It may not be one that you expected, but it can be amazing. And you know what? You deserve it. You deserve nothing less. So get unstuck or don't get stuck so that you can have it. So with that said, I want to thank everyone so much for listening. If you want to find trusted vetted divorce professionals, including Karen, or if you want to listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app, or sign up for the free consult, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Wishing you all the best, and we'll talk to you real soon.